and welcome to TCA Crossroads, the podcast where entrepreneurs and investors connect. My name is Kostin Tukulescu. I am an entrepreneur and angel investor with Techost Angels. And as usual, my co-host, Mr. David Friedman, joins me. David, hello and welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Never had it so good. Yeah, it's always great to be here and see your smiling face to start it off with that. The energy of that music, it's phenomenal. Woo! Yeah, Get, gets it pumping, gets it pumping. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, we ran into each other at that event uh, 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 last week. Uh, what was it? The Startup Grind? No, the, correct me. Yeah, yeah it was the Startup Growth Engine, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I think I think we're, we're a little off about that. It's startup Game Changer Summit. See, I, I had to Google it and get it right. And I got to give a huge shout out to Scott Fox with uh, OC Startup Council. He does such a phenomenal job with his yep. events. And um, I personally yeah, have been to some of his yeah, mastermind. Ty SoCal was great. I mean, they're the co-sponsors of it. And they did a phenomenal job. As they That's right. Do. That's right. And, and Ty's a, a great addition to the uh, startup community here. And um, yeah, and Scott. Keep keep it going, man. We love you. Um, all right, and, and and David, we have a, we have kind of a legend today. In my in my opinion, this man is a bit of a legend because he ran a company that made a lot of children and teenagers' lives very happy. Who do, who do we have on the podcast today, David? Yeah, today we're very fortunate. We have Jeff Lappin. Jeff was the is uh, chairman emeritus of Tech Coast Angels, my predecessor actually at TCA, and I guess I can look at him as a mentor. And somebody that I aspire to as I grow older, I'll put yeah. that out there right now. Um, and he ran some iconic companies as a C-level executive. So with, uh, without further ado, I'm going to let's bring on Jeff and have him introduce himself. There he is. The man, hey. the myth, the legend. Hey, Jeff. Oh, guys. Hi, guys. How are you? It's great Hi, to be here. Jeff? I'm doing fine. It's fun to be here. And thanks for having me. Yeah, well, hey. tell us a little about yourself and the companies that you uh you know, had built into fairly substantially well-known iconic companies that we all know and love. So very, very short, I was a young lawyer and one of the clients said, I'm going to hire you and double my salary to save money, right? <laughs> and uh, I was making $70,000 a year. I thought it was rich back in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, that company was a hotel company, turned out to be Starwood Hotels. I was the president for many years. And uh, it grew from nothing to very big. Uh, and then I, um, I did some turnarounds for Kleiner Perkins and Sequoia. And then I got into the video game business um, with three. Uh, there you go, cousin. That's what I'm talking with, about. And I was the president and or CEO of three public video game companies. Take two, the most famous, which is Atari and THQ. But Take Two is actually the most famous because when I was there, we came out with the first Grand Theft Auto, which anybody, everybody will remember. So hotels and video games and a few other subjects. So I've been around a while. Yeah, then I, I still uh, have my Starwoods card, by the way. I can't. Uh, it's no good anymore because it's now it's no good because it's now Marriott. But whatever, Marriott bought yeah, Starwoods. Whatever, right? Yeah, Bonvoy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Exactly. Things change. But anyway, I want to, I want to, you have such a great background being both an angel investor and being uh, on the CEO side that your perspective is quite, quite interesting and will be interesting to the participants. 
Um, let me start it off with a very softball question. When you look at a startup, the CEO is really critical. And what are the critical qualities of that CEO before we invest and after we invest? And is there a change? Well, when people ask me this question, I, I and I, I again, I've made about 40 investments in startups uh, and I've been a CEO. So the, the two categories that I always say are balance and passion. And I'll explain them with examples if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Be my okay. guest. All right. So let, let me just start down a list in my head that I usually go through and you know, can, can the CEO assimilate information? Can, does he, is he able to listen to other people? Again, balance, right? Can he listen, right? You've got to listen to your team. You've got to listen to the market. Is the CEO have the ability and desire to learn, right? If a CEO says to me, gosh, I know the market. I haven't talked to any of my customers whatsoever, potential customer. That's an immediate red flag, right? So you always have the ability to learn and you got to be flexible, right? You have the ability to pivot. Of my 40 companies, not one of them hasn't pivoted. So I look for the balance of flexibility. But how do you, but let's go back to balance. How do you really judge a priori before we invest? Is there some kind of a test you can give them? Are there questions you ask them? Or is there some actions that they that you see in the way they interact with the angels or with their own team? Again, I look for several things. And some obvious ones are, what is their forecast look like? Their five-year projection, right? We all know that it will never come true. It, it never comes true, right? But is it balanced? Is it too aggressive or is it too meek, right? That gives me insight into the management team and particularly the CEO, right? Um, I, I asked the CEO several questions about, you know, again, have you talked to your customers? You know, what do you think your role in, in your, what, what is your team's role in your decision-making process, right? I want to make sure that the person has the, is not too much ego and not too meek. And I ask all kinds of probing questions to figure that out. Because too much ego leads to bad results and too meek leads to bad results. It's a balance between the two. I want, I want him or her to walk the line between humble and being aggressive, that middle line. And, you know, with a little of experience, you can ask questions to, to figure that out. Uh, well, let's Coast see. In your, yeah, Costin's having a the mic. Yeah. You know, technical difficulties. Um, oh, whatever. my God. As if I haven't been in video conferencing for 20 years. Um, so, so if someone's a force of nature, someone's coming in really strong, an expert, a, a just complete thought leader in the space, but they just come off too strong, too big, not willing to bend, not willing to compromise. That's a, that, that's a deal breaker for you? That's a deal breaker for me. Um, but, you know, then, then somebody said to me, well, you would have never invested it with Mark Zuckerberg, Right. And I right. probably wouldn't have, frankly. But or Elon you know, Musk, that's, right? Right. That's my loss. So there's exceptions, but in general, you got to walk that line between you know too aggressive and too meek. Because yeah. if your ego is too big, usually that sets up a, a I'm not going to listen. I know better than everybody else, and blah blah blah. And maybe with those two guys that I mentioned, it's true. Yeah. But most of us are mere mortals, and it's not true. 
But, right. but, 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 but Jeff, let's say that there's somebody that is really they're passionate. So how do you make sure you don't want that with misplaced passion? I'm really passionate and therefore I'm convinced because of what I've done that this makes sense. You as an angel or an investor is saying, hey, you're not listening to me. Where does that balance occur? And how do you determine that? Well, again, passion is one trait, but passion can hide some bad traits. Okay. For example, dishonesty or inability to listen, right? It can hide things. So it's one trait. So you've got to look behind it and say, is this person genuinely passionate or is it hiding something? And you just probe. I mean, you, you just probe and say, you know, because, you know, I always tell, you know, you, you got to be totally honest, because as soon as you have the perception that you're not honest, you lose everybody. Right. Next. Right. There's too many. There's too much competition. in this, Right. Yeah. And so you probe and see what's behind the passion. Right. I'll give you an example. I literally had a CEO drive up in a Ferrari or a Maserati or whatever it is. Right. To a Starbucks. meeting, OK. And I said, you're just out of college. How are you affording something that most people can't afford? Well, my parents are this and that. And, you know, I got the family business and I'm going to try this first and eventually go. And he was very passionate. But I'm looking behind this thing going, he's got a huge trampoline to fall on. Is that the kind of person I want to invest in, you know, who can leave and go run the family business with his Ferrari? I don't think so, even though he was really <laughs> passionate. Right? Yeah. I didn't ask which Ferrari he had. I mean, that would make I have no this. idea. I couldn't tell a Ferrari <laughs> this from a Ferrari that. So, I, whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't even know if it was a Ferrari, but it was one of those. So, that's a real story and I didn't invest for that reason. Yeah. And so, also that know, kind of speaks to that kind of speaks a little bit to the hunger. You kind of need a little bit of hunger. You need a little bit of uh <laughs> there needs to be room. Like if you're already coming from a place where you have a Ferrari and a family business, uh, I, I, I want the CEO to die trying. Okay. Uh -huh. And if he fails uh -huh. because of good reasons, great. That's, yeah. you know, that happens. But yeah. if he fails because he's not trying hard enough or didn't understand the market or was too ego driven, blah, 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 that's a problem. So I yeah. look to avoid that. And believe me, my first 10 or 15 investments, I made every mistake in the book. I, I, I learned the hard way. Cost me give a lot us, of money. Give us, give us something to look out for just in those first 10, 15 you said. What was something to just a lesson learned that uh, yeah. no names. people can no take? Names. I'm not no mentioning names. any names. <laughs> right. One, I followed the crowd, right? 30 yeah. people in TCA invested, okay? Yeah. And, you know, all these smart people, I'm, I'm new at this. Okay, I'll put in my money and blah, 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 blah. Never follow the crowd, right? We all lost money. Do your own due diligence. Meet with the CEO, blah, blah, blah. And I always suggest to every entrepreneur meet with the CEO one-on-one, -on -one, especially if you're going to make any kind of substantial investment. Really important. Yeah. Um, another one where we lost all of our money, it was a husband and wife team. Yeah. Um, a lot of people from TCA went in. We did not do enough due diligence. Uh, they were having marital problems. They eventually got divorced. The company fell apart. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Ask a bunch of questions. Okay? You got, I, yeah. I didn't ask those personal questions. I should have, right? So yeah. I, I've experienced all kind of stuff. Um, I can go on and on with my failures too, by the so, way. So Keep those going. are good. Those are two key points. We're going to turn those into some clips and those are going to be just nuggets for right. our investor right. audience. <laughs> no um, names. 
No names. Let's let's go back to your list because I remember you gave this great talk over at a, at a meeting about your the qualities you look for. Hit, hit us with a few more. We got balance. Let's keep going. Okay, a great sales ability. Okay, the CEO always has to be a salesperson, whether it's to investors, whether it's to partnership opportunities whether it's their own employees to get something done and get everybody on board, you've got to be a great salesperson. If you're too timid and don't have any social EQ whatsoever, I, I, it, that's a problem for me. You've gotta be able to understand what the person on the other side of the table wants and, and how to get to where you wanna go effectively. So you gotta be a salesperson. Yeah. So let me, Resilience, let me oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, so let me follow on with that uh, because both Costin and I are technical people, but I think we've learned over the years to be salespeople. Uh, but how do you deal with a technical founder who is so passionate about the technology but not sales-oriented? How do you look at that person and do you ever say to that person, you really are not the right person to be a CEO? Well, first, I know both of you well and you're both great salespeople, so do not denigrate <laughs> yourself in it. Okay, that's number one. Two is, yeah, it brings me into some another trait, uh, um, David. Does the CEO have the ability to hire and fire well? And, and the key to hiring well, among several other things, is knowing your own weaknesses in a small company, even a large company, right? You hire to supplement your weaknesses to answer your question. So maybe he or she is a CEO with great technical skills and to do the product. But then he or she needs a partner, a COO, whatever, who can do the things to supplement he or she, right? So it's not necessarily the CEO needs to be a great salesperson, but there better be somebody up there in a high management that can. Or else they you, can't, you be, can't. They need to be a good salesperson enough to recruit that other counterpart that fills their void, right? To, to yes. sell that vision and where this company's going. As long as you can bring those other people in that complete you, then yeah yeah yep. and, and firing is just as important and people don't like to talk about it um you know uh for example the person who got you to five million dollars in revenue is often not the person who can get you to 50 million dollars in revenue yep. and yeah. for a ceo you've grown up with this person you've been in the trenches with this person but with all the fairness and coaching that person can't get you there it's a really hard decision to fire that person right yeah yeah. And so that brings me to another trait. I'll, you know, just cut me off, guys. Keep going. No, please keep going. Another trait is, does the CEO have the ability to do what's best for the company in front of their own self-interest? Right? Yeah. That's an example of having to fire somebody who you're, you've become good friends with. Right? That's your own self-interest. There's obvious examples of, you know, I'll give you another one in a second. But you've got to be able to fire. Another, another one with your own interests and the interests of the company is when I meet with the CEO and he says, oh yeah, there's, or he or she, there are three founders and I've given them each 1% and I have 98%, okay? Bad sign, okay? I don't wanna hear that. I wanna hear I kept 40% and give them each 30%. I want there to be a team and some kind of generosity, put others in front of you if they're going to contribute as much as you. And so, you know, there's all kind of things I look for, you know, in that category as well. And, and that um, I, I've heard the same advice from a really great TCA member 
No names, no names. No names. Um, <laughs> and he said, as long as you put the interest of the company first, you'll do well. And that even means firing yourself. So talking I, to that CEO yeah. and saying, hey, if the company outgrows you and you're no longer the right CEO, are you willing to step down? And that person needs to be able to say yes, I think. Costin, you're 100% correct. But I've yet to meet anybody who said, you know, I'm voluntarily stepping down, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I've been on boards where we've had to cut, cajole and sometimes get a little firmer than that and yeah. get the CEO out. But again, operating skills of a $25 million company and startup skills are usually very different. Yeah. They very rarely overlap. And so, yeah. you know. Again, and, and I'm not a, suggesting I'm not suggesting CEOs go out there and volunteer to get themselves fired. But after right. a little bit of pushback, maybe the board influences them. They should be open minded enough to understand that this isn't the best interest of the company. Exactly. It, 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 and all these things are related. You know, all of these yeah. traits are related. That's why I say balance and passion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Resilience. For us, Jeff? Resilience. Resilience. You know, name me a startup CEO or any CEO who doesn't face obstacles on a daily basis. Or criticism. I remember, you know, the analysts used to beat me up, you know, within public companies. And, you know, you go in the corner and sulk or do you fight back and figure it out? Right. And so you look, you look for resilience. Very important. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the other one, the other one that I, that the other one that I haven't said, I'll make it my last one because I could go on for a long time, you know, is vision. Um, does the CEO have a vision that's maybe beyond what others are thinking? Is he or she seeing opportunities that others are not seeing? Does the CEO have the ability to change and, and take a little risk? I mean, all CEOs are, you know, are, are um, <coughs> um, take risk, right? But you got to even take more risk as a startup CEO. You got to be able to do that pivot and see those opportunities that maybe others aren't seeing. I love it when a CEO says to me, Jeff, there is no competition whatsoever for my company, right? I, I, it's never true. But what about the company I saw last week? It's the same thing, right? So, I, you know, I, I just, whatever. So do you have the ability to change, pivot, and see opportunities? So let me ask you this. All right. So I, yeah. all these qualities are really important. How do you, as an investor, help the CEO in making sure those qualities are exercised? Well, again, I, I interview every CEO. I didn't in the beginning, but you know, the last 20 I've invested in, I've never not interviewed the CEO myself. Take them, take he or she out to lunch or coffee. And usually it's, it's one or two times. It's more than one time. And I ask a bunch of probing questions, all leading me to these traits that I talked about. And I'm very honest with the person, you know, I'll give them an answer pretty quickly. And, you know, I'll say, look, here is the, my concerns and I'll evaluate. Do they have the ability to overcome those concerns or do they not? And that's kind of a, an objective, you know, 40 something years of experience kind of, you know, uh, mechanism that I employ. Um, so, sorry. Um, okay. So, you know, I calling you. Yeah. Uh, that Some or my wife, one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Right. Somebody, whatever. Yeah. So anyways, that's that's my list that, that least comes to mind. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And uh, 
I wonder, have you ever thought about putting this in a blog post or just putting it out there? I mean, obviously it's going to go out into the world, Jeff, as your list through this podcast now, but have you done anything else with that? No, I never have. And, 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 um, I don't know how to turn the landline off. Whatever. <laughs> um, whatever I'm not that technical. Um, I know how to turn my cell phone off, but I don't know how to turn the landline off. So sorry. How, how do you that. still have a landline? This is, this is your nudge. That's it. Time to get yeah. rid of the landline. Okay, so my office, my home office, where we are, is in the basement of my house, and the cell phone doesn't work. I need a landline. Ah, <laughs> so I have no service yes. down here. So whatever. Um, okay. So I get Ethernet and Wi-Fi. I'm not published, but you know, maybe I'll do something like that. I've always, it's always been a goal of mine to do some blogs or papers or whatever. So, so yeah. let's say now the company is formed. You have the CEO in place, and the uh, the company is growing. What changes in the qualities of the CEO? As now they go from startup into their say a round, what what qualities become more critical than others, and how does the CEO potentially change what the CEO does and the rest of the team? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, a lot of these qualities stay the same, but different qualities become more important, like hiring and firing as you grow. Okay. And I gave the example before, right? Salesmanship and being persuasive and credible, right? You can't go in front of investors in that round and anything above that, right? I mean, I used to do these public offerings and travel around and sell these group of investors. And, and everybody said, the most important thing you got is your credibility. And so, you know, and then all the rest of the stuff behind it. But as soon as you lose people that they perceive you don't have credibility, you're, you're dead. So I think that the traits stay the same. The priorities of the traits maybe change in the later, in the later, as the business grows. Yeah. And are there, and just a, one follow on to that, are there common pitfalls that a CEO, you know, winds up in that sort of makes, makes him a little, or he or she a little concerned about the leadership style or the leadership that that person's giving to the company? Yeah, I mean, I, look, we could talk about leadership style forever because, you know, you want a passionate team. You want a team that feels involved and feel like they're relevant, right? You want a strong CEO, but is willing to listen to, to ideas. I mean, there's all kind of stuff that a CEO needs to do on a daily basis that if they don't have those qualities, uh, they will fail both internally or externally or both. And, and it becomes pretty apparent you know, like a board member. Um, and I, I strongly suggest to have a board um, for a CEO of people who can help them, um, not people who are necessarily the largest investors or, you know, their friends or all that. People who can genuinely help. Um, it becomes genuine, it becomes pretty apparent on the boards that I've been on that, you know, CEOs are, are failing in certain ways. And again, I, 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 I coach as much as possible and boards coach as much as possible, but, but, and I really apologize for this. I can't, I can't turn it off. Okay. okay. I'm going to do this in front of everybody. Gina. <laughs> I can't talk I now. I'll, I'll call me back. Bye. <laughs> I love it. So it was your wife calling. It was yes, your wife yes, calling. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's your chairman of the board that you had to respond right. to. That's very good. So a CEO has that, to respond. That is to my CEO. Chair. That's my CEO. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Sorry love about it. that. Love guys. it. No, <laughs> all good. All good. So, so 
building the board is where you're at and a board that's correct that that can help them grow a board that truly helps right but the board yeah. and, and and if you see these traits you know i've had calls from employees before on as a board member right he's beating he or she is beating everybody up and nobody wants to work here we're all going to quit i mean you just got to coach the person and if they can't do it then you got to make a change right because yeah. you can't beat people up all the time right that's a person with too much ego or other issues that are going on Right. Are you coaching? Are you coaching people right now? How many people do you coach on the uh, the CEOs that you in, in the companies you invested in? I'm still coaching probably four CEOs that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, you know, in my tender age, um, I'm trying to slow down, which I'm not good at, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Never slow down, Jeff. Never slow I'm down. Trying. I'm trying. Retirement is a bad word. Never. Yeah, don't do it. All right, fair so, enough. So we're gonna we're we're gonna bring it in, and um, what I want to do is make sure we get a recap because we kind of we tend to bounce around here on the crossroads. We take a lot of side roads. Um, so correct me, but I think this is the list I captured, and I want to just get this succinctly for the viewers here at the end of the show. So you're looking for balance, passion, willing to listen, salesmanship, ability to hire and fire resilience, and here at the end, ultimately, it leads to credibility. Everything leads to credibility, and you have to maintain your credibility. Did I get it all? Pretty good, Kostin. Pretty good. You're hired. Okay. Well, so, and 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 the thing to ask, so these are the qualities that the CEOs that you're, you're looking to invest in should show you. Um, do you have it like a one-minute tip? What can they do to improve on this stuff? Any books, anything that you think it could really help them? No, I mean, you know, the, the more you learn, the more you read, the better it is. But I still haven't read a book that says, you know, what what makes a great CEO that that, you know, but but there's a million blogs online. What makes a great CEO? You know, everybody's done it from Harvard to McKinsey to Forbes to everybody. And, you know, it's basically the same list and everybody interprets differently. But, you know, my advice to CEOs, I always tell them three things. Always be honest. And walk that line, as I said before, between being aggressive and humble. Always maintain credibility. All, right. And number two is always look for opportunities, right? See what other, try to see what other people don't, right? And, and always be willing to change and learn, right? And number three is always communicate with your investors. Can yeah. I tell a quick story about that that I told Please. before? Please. So, I had a CEO who we all, who I led the deal and he didn't communicate with me for seven years after multiple calls and emails, seven years. And one day last year, he called me up and he said, Jeff, I'm really sorry. I haven't talked to you for seven years, but I've sold the company and you're going to get 20 times your money. Okay. Now I forgave him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But seven years communicate. Your investors put up money in supporting you. Communicate with them. Anyways, those are my three tips that I usually give to uh, CEOs. That's a good way to end it. Good advice for everyone to hear the qualities and the stories you tell are just spectacular. They really give insight into how investors should act and how the CEO should act. Kostin, you want to bring it home? Yeah, you know, uh, I really wish we had had more time to talk about Atari I think that was a, a groundbreaking company. And, and it looks like you took it over after the founder, right? After Nolan left. 
and all of that. And I'm not, I, I heard his how I made it on NPR, and um, I, I love the story. So maybe one day we'll we'll grab lunch or something. That'd or be we'll great. Have another episode. Yeah, I got good so, Nolan stories. <laughs> Go ahead. I, oh man! Also, he he made Chuck E. Cheese, and my kids are obsessed with Chuck E. He Cheese. He did. So. He did. He's he's a friend. I brought him back on the Atari board as soon as I became CEO. Oh, I love that. Okay, we're gonna have to Anyways. have like a whole right. episode on that. So Jeff. You're a legend in my book, one of the OG angel uh, TCA guys who also helps the entrepreneurs, helps the companies, is what I consider smart money. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the episode. Uh, And thank you, viewer, listener. You're out there in the world and we appreciate you. And uh, I think that's it. You guys take care. Till next time. Thank you both. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.